Welcome back to the Alana Brunton podcast. This is part two of my interview with Irish singer, songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Emmo. Let's take it away. This probably gets thrown at you a lot. I'm going to put it this way. Do you believe in writer's block? I'm not saying do you get it. Do you believe it's a thing? I know. I'm going to I'm gonna probably uh, annoy people in saying that I don't really believe in it. I think what it is is that maybe your drive or your whole motivation might be a bit shot during that moment to write. I don't think you'll ever be stuck fully to write. I think if you actually sat down, if you sat down, anyone sat down, you could write something horrendous. You could write something horrific. You're not blocked, mm-hmm. so to speak, yeah. writing. Um, but no, I don't, I don't believe in writer's block. There's, and there's a few things to kind of to get out of the, the lack of motivation and stuff like that, like often like going for walks or runs and stuff like that, you know, you have that uh, post-run clarity, which is a thing I'm starting to get accustomed to ever since uh, lockdown. I've, I've gotten a bit into running. Do whatever and then come back and just, even if it's nothing, just write the, the most woeful song ever mm-hmm. in a sense. And then you're, you're setting the bar there. So then tomorrow or wherever, write a bit of a better crap song. You know, it's like, so that I just don't see writer's block. I see it as um, a demotivation. That's all. Your creative ability will always be there. I was curious as well. Do you feel that the instrument you use to write the song can dictate the genre or the, or the style? Yeah, definitely. I like, I started with piano. So I would have kind of started writing with piano and stuff like that. And I would have done very like melancholy, like very sad block chords. Um, so I would have created very emotional pieces in that regard where they'd be like you'd start off a chord and then you'd just go heavy into a big vocal thing moving on to the guitar then it's kind of uh it unleashed um unleashed a beast no it unleashed a, a means of writing way more happier chirpier kind of songs upbeat and stuff like that um it that is a also a handy way of of getting out of the writer's block is just changing up the instruments but like i i mainly use guitar all the time now though because i i feel like i can just get the most spread of genre from it i haven't the skills to get a happy tune out of the piano yet <laughs> so i'm not quite there without doing a bit of chopsticks but yeah <laughs> oh good old chopsticks yeah. everyone, can, everyone bashes that out at some point at some point on stage it would be acoustic for me all the way um just a, a lovely there's a lovely warmth to acoustic i don't know which i just find it's very earthly in a sense mm-hmm. i just I, I love i just love it really I, I kind of i i would be a bit weak for folk music and the folk scene as a whole anyway so i think that's just down to my taste but um or yeah, like even when I'm listening to say stuff like Oasis or something, I suppose they're they're mainstream kind of rock stuff. When yeah. I hear it then in the acoustic version, like I'm like, oh, yeah, these are yeah. so nice. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's just that different perspective on the it song. Draws you in, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just love the fact that like it, you can literally just have an acoustic and your voice, and you can do a full show, you know. And mm-hmm. it's uh, people will love it. I I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, I want to strap on all the bells and whistles. It's not a kind of crack at the same time. <laughs> about 50 pedals by my feet i'm really enjoying this like very in-depth um <laughs> chat about yeah. music and songwriting uh, but 
refreshing. I'm only talking to my dog, really, these days. <laughs> You're going to be doing some, some performances. I might just add that with performances conducted through Zoom, there might be some discrepancy in sound, but sure, we'll try our best. So I think uh, I'll play this one. It's the latest one I've written. So, but saying that now, it's um, a few months old at this stage. But um, YouTube video was put up of it um, just the other day with uh, 061 recordings. Our great crowd. But this one is called just- "I'll Make You Mine," and it's not really about anyone in specific. It's just about um, an image. So mm-hmm. this one is probably um, a very detached song for me. It wouldn't be one of the the most personal ones. Um, it it kind of came from a stance that I was going through my set list for the Whelan show. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, that would have been the first time I played this live. Cool. Uh, I heard this for the first time live, just putting that yeah, out there. I wrote, it, uh, I wrote it like two nights before. I was going through my set list and I was like, geez, there's a bit of a lull there. I was like, there's a bit of a, I don't know. And I think that's the pub gig scene in me that I'm like, I want to pick it up and get going again. But yeah, this one's kind of making you mind. amazing like two so you wrote that two so i just want to get this straight again you wrote that two days before the wheelands gig yeah 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 so it was it was it was a lucky one to be fair it was i mean the lyrics are simple like so I, um but that's that open d tuning i love it ziggy albert as well was was somewhat in there as well um just a kind of australian vibe with the acoustic guitar and the kick um it's such a simple approach but um it's just, I don't know, it's great. I love the, the mixture of it um, mm. and the simplicity of that. So that was definitely an inspiration for it. Um, but the whole reason I was messing around with the open D tuning um, was kind of Paul Brady. I love his uh, his version of Lake's Punch Train and he does that in an open D. I go from being folky, poppy, and the tune that I'm working on right now is very heavily inspired. Um, the weekend vibes, as people keep saying. Um, no kind of acoustic instrument is in it um it's 808 and all that kind of good good stuff okay do you want to maybe perform another one yeah cool cool uh so this one is called one trick pony this was more written as um kind of an extension of myself so it is it's kind of personal experience but to the extreme because there's a lyric in there about uh kind of killing someone <laughs> <laughs> 
I was exercising my demons at the time. <laughs> well, uh, best to exercise, I'm sure, a song, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, yeah, the last game was, well, Danny Sines, no? Um, <laughs> but uh, this one is, uh, I mean, it's only one small lyric. It's not anything uh, dark or sinister. Um, but it's called One Trick Pony, and the premise behind this is just this fella who's in the background looking at his, his love interest and she doesn't uh, common cliche of un- unrequited love, you know, she doesn't know he exists. At least, at least people can relate to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Star-crossed lover Caught up in another Stinky situation Carrying my cat bag, so cocky for a coward. Wings might get singed by the sun. But you can see what I see. You leave just like your daddy. Leave you to be found. And I'm your rock that keeps on waiting. You're my rock that I love shining. For the day he's not around. And to you, I should say.
lovely. <laughs> That's the old one trick pony. Yeah, that was super. I saw your your video. You have it on uh, YouTube and on your website as well. You like perform that walking down the street like live when you were um, performing in Germany. Uh, Germany in Berlin, yeah. Uh, I was over for um, songwriter competition, whatever, and. Uh, Got through to the um, semi-finals, very thankfully, and I was that was the back of Universal, so Universal is right on the bridge there um, <laughs> in Berlin, and decided there's just a nice boardwalk there, and I was like, I just want to do a walking kind of video thing, so it's like busking in reverse, I guess. People are all just sitting there, and I walk past them. That was great crack all together. I've mad notions of doing this. Um, obviously, this is a uh, BC like before COVID, but uh, I uh, I've mad notions of going through. Uh, Patrick Street and Cork and stuff and just different just different locations walking I might actually just rehash it again and just do it because I just I prefer the one take it's just there's no editing in it it's the ease of it uh, obviously you'll have to you know do other takes if you screwed up but uh, that was just all on my phone that was my phone's mic and my phone's camera it's just so much easier and I just Jesus, it looked there. Looked um, looked really well, like for it being you know that simplest setup, you know. Yeah, it was it's, it's unreal. And then uh, you mentioned COVID nineteen there, and I'm sure everyone is sick to high heaven of talking about that. Yeah, but how yeah. has that affected you, yeah. Emma, with with gigs and stuff? Ah, uh, yeah, majorly. It's um just cancelled everything and postponed things to like next year. Uh, as I was mentioning, like my residencies are just up in the air. I like I presume they'll come back to normal. Oh, it was, yeah, it's quite annoying. Like on my my own shows mainly. It was the most annoying part because the ball was kind of rolling and I know everyone feels the same that you know they, they just kind of got things going and then Corona hit but my own shows I had I've started to to book a lot more and you book more shows out of momentum of others too so I was building up um, a catalog in that regard but that has all stalled to be fair and uh, the whole creative process has been it's been a weird one to wrap your head around just being stuck at home and there's no I'm a bit of a deadline junkie in the sense that like the whole reason I wrote the first song was because I had a gig and I wanted to have something upbeat. And I felt that pressure, that deadline, like, oh God, I'm playing in two days. I need to write an upbeat song. I have no deadlines, so to speak, other than self-set ones. But when you're as uh, self-motivated as myself, sure, I'm always going to break them. So yeah, with that regard, it's it's slowed down my productivity massively and it's slowed down just my whole stepping stones um, in my career as an aspect. But look, I mean, I am haunted where I am. Um, I'm in the countryside in Cork, which I love. I get to go for walks with the dog and and subsequently runs. Yeah, uh, run. At this stage. Um, I have the setup here at home, which is great. I've, I've managed to be able to actually get the time that, uh, you know, when people always said, like, if I had the time now, blah, 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 like, literally that was handed to us that I've been able to sit down and go through the real boring tutorials on YouTube and other stuff on production, buying gear, just all the boring, boring stuff that um, I necessarily thought I didn't have the time for. I always did, but just, uh, I always had excuses, but now just yeah. excuses wiped out the window. So I'm, I'm blessed in that regard that I get to do that, sit here comfortably and everyone's safe and so and so literally. I actually have nothing to complain about. <laughs> yeah, preach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you summed it up well there for us all, like yeah. with all these thoughts that have been going through our heads, um, you know, yeah. with all the free time and, and all the rest. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, to whoever's listening, like it's, it's, it's great for artists if you, if you like them and if you support them. Uh, if you just followed our Spotify, which is a feature that I actually only came to learn is a very important feature. Spotify is ran like almost like a social media platform, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And um, so following an artist is, is really, really uh, important and very helpful for them. So if you could follow me on Spotify, it's just M-O-E-M-M-O. And it's a picture of me when I had a fringe. I had a, I cut down my lockdown locks not too long ago, but they're coming back, thankfully. Um, but um, yeah, just M-O. I have my latest single still is up there. I released that just over a month ago, maybe two now at the stage, who knows? Yeah, if you just want to stream that, that'd be great. And follow me on Instagram at M-O Music. I'm the most active there. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've no excitement. But if you just want to follow me there, that'd be great. I'd, I'd welcome you out with open, sanitized arms. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I guess I'll crack into song. Um, just trying to think what I'm going to play. Yeah, I might go for, uh, this one's called Little Bird. Hopeless little bird Out into the world is why I'm proud of you You hide behind your eyes Wicked thoughts of self-demise That's why I'm scared for you And I'd fly if you'd want me to Cause you shy away Scared to sing the words you could only say You hold back the river and Okay, that's the whole yeah. this little bird. That is deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I really like that one. You yeah. have me, you have me speechless, Emma. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Aaron, no, I, I really enjoyed the chat. No, it was great. It was nice. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on to the show. Thanks for talking to me. Uh, all the advice, so insightful. Really interesting. Thank you for the live acoustic performances. Damn, All brilliant. Uh, yeah, no, just thanks for having me. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. And it was just, uh, it's nice, nice to touch base again. Thanks for listening. This is the Alana Brunton podcast. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>